It's the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels for another glorious week of broadcasting brilliance. And I am doing a podcast late tonight because I decided to pay attention to the Trump speech. And in my humble opinion, he dropped the ball because we were expecting him to announce his run for president in 2024. He had all of his family members there. Everybody was spreading the rumor. It would make perfect sense if this is what he did. And let me tell you why. The speech itself was fine. It was good. It was, you know, everybody was happy. It's all about election day tomorrow. But numerologically... It was the prime moment for him to do something like this. Let me tell you why. He was born under an eclipse, a lunar eclipse, I believe. Tomorrow is what? The blood moon. You have an eclipse, a lunar eclipse, I believe. I think. Is it a lunar eclipse? Or is, I always get those two mixed up. So let's just do a quick thing here. Eclipse. Tomorrow, total lunar eclipse on a blood moon. Wow. So yes, that was supposed to be tomorrow. If you pay attention to Q, which I normally don't, I only started to pay attention to Q uh, towards the end, and uh, even at that, I didn't give it much credence, but it was something I would pay attention to every now and then. Um, if you paid attention to Clue, you saw the numbers 3.11, 3.11. Guess what today is? Today is the 311th day of 2022. It's the 390th day since I think election day, or it's the 290th day, no, no, not the 390th day, I, I, I forgot what it was, since, um, since, uh, what, January 6th, so I forgot, I forgot the numerology to that, but it, it ended on a zero. Point being is this, it was the right time, because not only would it have said to everybody, guess what, I was born on an eclipse, I'm announcing my presidency on an eclipse, um, Guess what? It's the 311th day of 2022. That would correspond to all of the numerology that we see in all of the Q posts. If we're to assume that they're legit, I have my extreme suspicions that most of them aren't. Also, if you take the number 311, you've got what? You've got 11, 11, 11, or you've got 11 plus 11 plus 11, which is 33, or 11 times 3, which is also 33. Another sacred number for sacred this is his point. So, the point of all of this is <clears throat> that now was the time to do it when it came to numerology. And do you know what else happened on this day? Joseph Biden was elected. So, it would have made the perfect sense to make all of these events come full circle and announce a run for the presidency. And then he says, oh, I'm going to talk about something monumental on November 15th at Mar-a-Lago. So what al what's also interesting is if you listen to the speech, just about as he was going to announce this run, he pauses, and you can tell that he's thinking. And then he says, not to take away from tomorrow's events and tomorrow's election day, I'm going to make a big announcement at Mar-a-Lago on November 15th. So in my opinion, he dropped the ball when it came to numerology. So now I'm extremely suspicious of what is going to happen in the future because uh, Trump has always paid attention to those numbers. He's always paid attention to numerology and when he was going to release something, when he was going to talk about something. So it's very, very unlike him 
to suddenly pause and then make a numerology fumble like that. So I don't know what's going to happen now, but we'll see. Let's see what happens. So this is why tomorrow's erection day is so important, because if this spiraling maelstrom of bullshittery continues for the next two years, I don't know what this country is going to potentially look like. Think about it. You just had Biden come out and say, no more oil drilling. Now, I'm not necessarily the one for drilling oil, but let's be honest here. When you compare it to the available resources that we have, it's probably going to be the best one. I don't want to talk about solar, because if it's a cloudy day like it is in the Northeast, basically all spring, fall, and winter, uh, then you reduce what? The energy output by like 40%, 50%, or some oddball number. Uh, Wind farms ain't going to cut it. I don't care how much you think it's going to do it. It ain't going to cut it. And if anybody looks at a pipeline and what that is, you think it's a pipeline and it gushes oil and pollution all over the place. It's not really the truth. If you ever look at photographs of them, uh, that's not really the case. So Biden saying that no more oil drilling is an extremely dangerous portent of what's going to happen in the future. Because think about this. So you're now legitimately saying that we no longer believe in the freedom of movement. We now want to make sure everybody drives an electric vehicle. And thanks to his infrastructure bill, oh, we also want to make sure that every vehicle has a kill switch. And by the way, thanks to smart cities <coughs> and smart grids, we want to make sure <laughs> we want to make sure that we know where you are at all times, at any time. And thanks to central banking digital currencies, we're going to make sure that you're only allowed to spend your money where we say it's okay for you to spend your money. So if you're a bad person, you're not going to be allowed to spend your money or drive your car more than five miles from your registered address. Oh, sorry. I mean, that's where this is going. So... His argument is that no matter what happens, the oil industry is still up. Everything is happening for the oil industry. Really, do you think that's the case? Because I sincerely, well, yeah, I, I can buy that one. <laughs> I really can buy that one. But the, the major problem he has here is that you've got a ton of people. You've got the majority of people in this country that need to drive a vehicle. Unless you live in a major metro area like New York City, you need to drive a vehicle. There ain't no buses. And if there are buses, you don't want to be on them. Why would you be doing this? This is part of this total social re-engineering. It's not socialism anymore. It is out-and-out, top-down governmental management of society and the economy. There's a lot of names for that kind of industry. Uh, government coordination could be communism, could be fascism. Depends upon how you want to look at it. But the point remains that this guy and the people around him want to maintain this initiative. And it's not going to be pretty because guess what? The rest of the world, like India and China, they're not going to stop using oil. They're not going to stop using gas. So what new technology is the United States going to use for itself? Oh, 
electric vehicles? Or are you going to introduce some kind of zero-point energy for the mainstreams? Which I doubt you will. So, like I said, this is why this erection is important. Because these kinds of people, these Democrats, are in there, and they're not going to give up on this globalistic nonsense they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They only care about making sure that their pockets are lined. That's all this cares about, that these people care about. And let me give you another example. Does everybody remember how I constantly rail against the turtle's wife, Mitch McConnell's wife? Yeah, let's go back to investortimes.com from 2014, December 12th to be exact, where they reference the nation. And oh, there was a seizure of narcotics in the Caribbean port. Oh boy. And do you know what they found in Colombia? Mmm, aboard the Ping May cargo vessel. Oh, this is, this is, this could be damaging. They found a shitload of coke. And do you know what's important about the Ping Mei? Well, it is the part of the foremost maritime corporation. That's the name of the, com uh, the company. And the firm was founded and owned by none other than the Chow family. In other words, McConnell's in-laws. That's right. His in-laws. Wow. What are the odds of that? And oh, don't they have a lovely relationship going back to the 80s? And Politico noted that McConnell and his wife received a personal gift from a family member worth between $5 million and $25 million, according to his financial financial, his annual financial disclosure report. And this is back in 2000, what did we say, 14 or 12? 2014. So God knows what he and his family have gotten all this time. God knows what McConnell got during COVID to allow these kinds of lockdowns and mRNA mandates. Lord only knows what McConnell has done to allow the Chinese to get access to American technology, like nuclear technology, like stealth technology. God knows what kind of electric infrastructure, intellectual property he's allowed the Chinese government to have. You want to talk about seditionists. You want to talk about traitors. Look no further than him. He's the next target. He should be taken out to pasture. He needs to be unelected as fast as possible, as always being a broadcast professional. We can't let anybody say that we want the guy to drop dead, although we wouldn't be sad about something like that. But we do want him to go away, maybe on a rocket to Mars. I mean, that would be okay. We'd never hear from the bastard then again. So this is the kind of swamp that we constantly talk about. And here's another person that we have to watch out for, and that is... And it, I know I'm going to ruffle a few feathers here, and that's Ron DeSantis. Now, Trump came out and said that he called him Ron DeSanctimonious, which, by the way, not that bad. But look at the people around Ron DeSantis. He's doing all the right things. He's pushing back against the mandates. He is not allowing uh, gender-affirming surgeries and treatments in children. He's not allowing any of that. So all of it sounds good. 
but you have to look about you have to look at the people around him you've got to look at the businesses in the state and what they're doing and who they're supporting so take a look at disney take a look at the amount of coastline florida has Take another look at the industries that are, uh, or the people in his cabinet and what industries they're from. Hello, logistics. Hello, construction. Tie that to a few other things like, oh, I don't know, another island in the Caribbean like the Epstein Island. Maybe you can draw a few of these connections that I'm trying to get at here. Not saying that DeSantis is part of it, but maybe DeSantis turns a blind eye to say something like, oh, I don't know, human trafficking. So maybe, maybe not, uh, I don't know. But this is somebody that I would watch out for. And I will say this, another person, oh, who was it? I think it was the CEO of BlackRock, because I sent that, I forgot who I sent that to. It was on Friday or uh, Thursday. I forgot which day it was. It was BlackRock or Vanguard. They said they are more than ready to support Ron DeSantis for a 2024 run. So that's also something to keep in mind because that does one of two things. One, that says that if this person is genuine in their wantingness to make sure DeSantis is governor, uh, president in 2024, they truly believe that, in other words, DeSantis is controllable and he is on their side. There's no other reason to say something like that. The other option that you could potentially be looking at if somebody of that power and magnitude is saying they want DeSantis for uh, president in 2024, is that they want to split the Republican vote so that Biden or whatever idiot on the Democrat side can get into office. So they want to make sure that the Republican Party is in tatters between traditional Republicans and also the MAGA Republicans. So watch out for DeSantis. He says the right things. He looks nice. He sounds nice. I'm sure he even smells nice. But he is not entirely trusted in old Chris Michael's opinion. Now, here's somebody else that I didn't think was going to come out and say this, but even Musk says that independent-minded voters need to vote for Republicans in Congress. And he is correct. He said to independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is democratic. And he's not necessarily wrong with that. You want that kind of confrontation because it forces both sides to create a deal. It forces both sides to negotiate so that everybody is somehow a winner Everybody is somehow unhappy, but the, pro the, the good thing about all of that is that it makes everybody kind of work together, and you've got that kind of animosity to make sure no one side gets ahead of the other, like what we've seen over the past two years with these ridiculous Democrat policies. And you can't criticize these Democrats, because if you do, then all of a sudden, oh, you're a bigot. Oh, you're against ableism. Oh, you're a tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theory nut job that probably jacks off to pictures of Alex Jones. Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul, this horse-faced, beady-eyed schmuck, comes out there and says, oh, violent crime rising, that's just conspiracy talk. And she said this on 
uh, what was this? She said this. Oh, who's this guy? Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Reverend Al, there we go. I all, See, when I look at his picture, the first thing I think of is Thanksgiving Day float with that huge Easter Island-sized head of his. I mean, that thing is enormous. I mean, he needs support on his neck. I don't know how he even keeps that thing up. Ugh, so she was on some MSNBC program with this Thanksgiving Day float, and she's out there saying that if you dare say that there's crime in New York City or in New York, that's conspiracy. Now, listen, I don't know if you've seen anything from social media. You can clearly see that crime is on the rise. You can clearly see that violent crime is on the rise. Look at all of the people getting beat up, stabbed, thrown onto subways. Look at all of the just the sheer amount of nutjobs, mentally unstable drug addicts roaming the streets, shoplifting all over the place. And she's out there saying, oh, that's just conspiracy. And she even calls Republicans election deniers and data deniers. Really? Um, what were the Democrats doing from 2016 to 2020? What are they still trying to do to this day, two years into the Biden administration? They're still trying to say that Trump was a Russian asset and Trump didn't legitimately win the presidential election of 2016. That's what they've been saying for six years. But if you dare question the integrity of the election when a Democrat wins and you want to actually audit the vote, then you are a conspiracy nut. You are part of the problem and you are a radical. You're a danger to democracy and we can't have you out here. This is so dangerous. Oh, my God. Is it, though? Is it really because you even have John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. He's running for Senate, by the way. Now, if you take a, there's a there's a lot of things to say about Fetterman, but if you let's just start with with the easy stuff. Take a look at his picture. The guy is enormous. You can balance a pencil on his brow. He looks like he should be in a loincloth with a huge club going after saber-toothed tigers. The guy is built like a brick shithouse, and he is as wide as a barn door. So, on a physical level, I wouldn't want to meet this guy down a dark alley. However, the guy has mental problems, and it's not his fault. He won't release his medical records. Nobody knows if he's actually mentally capable of taking this kind of job. And of course, you've got Biden and you've got Obama out there saying, oh, look at how great he is. This is just sad. This is a, this is abuse on some level because this guy clearly doesn't have the mental capabilities to be in this kind of position. I mean, is this the Democrat playbook moving forward? Let's just find some guy or woman that just doesn't have the mental fortitude and will surround him with people trying to enact a radicalized agenda to re-engineer society? Is, is this the Democrat playbook? And if you dare criticize the candidate's mental fortitude, then guess what? Uh, you're uh, guilty of ableism or ageism or worse yet, if that person is a female, then you're just a sexist person and you don't want to break that glass ceiling. 
ceiling. You kept Hillary Clinton down, and you want to keep that person down. Please, this has nothing to do with ableism or ageism or whatever. It has something to do with wanting a competent person in office that takes care of the constituents of their district. That's where it ends. It's got nothing to do with anything else. And this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. John Fetterman's PA Senate campaign is suing, suing to have undated and misdated ballots counted. Do you understand how illegal that is? There's no legal way to look at this. There will be likely tens of thousands of undated and wrongly dated ballots rejected statewide under a Supreme Court ruling. Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's campaign for U.S. Senate has joined the legal fight over whether mail ballots with no date or the incorrect date should be counted. The Democratic campaign sued Pennsylvania's election officials Monday asking a federal judge to order that all mail-in ballots be counted regardless of date. Okay, no, 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 that's, that's not how this works. You want to fix election integrity, you get rid of the mail-in ballot scheme, except for absentee ballots, military ballots. There's probably a, one or two other extreme cases that have to be allowed. But then, but then, get rid of the electronic voting machines. You vote in person, you verify who you are, and you submit a paper ballot. It's counted, just like the old days. And by the way, just like the old days, the results are known the day of the election. We're already hearing these people, like, oh, the press secretary, you know, she comes out and she said, well, we may not know the results of the Pennsylvania election for days. You, there, there's, no, no, no. There's no reason to not know the status of an election days later, unless you're cheating, unless you're trying to manipulate the votes, unless you're trying to do what they did with Biden back in 2020, and all of a sudden miraculously find all of these votes across the country in battleground counties, and oh, God, 3 a.m., look at all this jump in votes for, for Joseph Biden. Look at this. It's amazing. It's a Democrat miracle. No. They're going to try and cheat in Pennsylvania because they know how important that race is. I mean, you even had that fat-ass Oprah come out and stab Dr. Oz in the back. Now, I'm no friend of either any of these three people. I don't care about Fetterman. Dr. Oz is extremely suspicious, and Oprah is tied to very, very nefarious things along the lines of Jeffrey Epstein, including her spiritual advisor being guilty of awe. Uh, horrendous, horrendous things involving his penis. So, I don't care about any of these three. But in order for uh, Oprah, I was going to say Obama, but for, o o I was going to say Oprah Obama. <laughs> but in order for Oprah to stab Dr. Oz in the back and support somebody like Fetterman, they realize that their number is is up. They realize how much of an uphill battle this is going to be. And the only way for the Democrats to win and pull it out on election day is to make sure that they cheat and drag out the ballot counting. 
So watch out for that. And if they do that, and if you're in an area, you may want to get involved in election integrity to make sure that this kind of dirty dealing doesn't occur in 2024. This is going to be the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. I'm up for another three podcasts this week. As usual, you can find me anywhere that you go along the social media spectrum at the Last Call Caravan.